this is where we come into place because regulation means that uh, to be compliant market participants will need to use software like ours. And we see more and more of the large financial institutions moving into this area, large stock exchanges, large, uh, large banks. They see the need and they start buying solutions like ours. In, the, in our most recent uh, investment round, the lead investor, we had, we had two lead investors. One of them was, was Avalok, which is a core banking software provider. So they recognize the need for this kind of software yeah. in the future. And six, which is the Swiss stock exchange. So here we have the, the national stock exchange in one of the uh, more advanced money management uh, countries in the world. They have yeah. invested in us because they recognize that this is gonna happen. And uh, it's a $2 trillion market today. We think this is just the beginning. Right. And uh, so, so what, what's the plan kind of with the, with the Series A then? Uh, is that kind of around kind of the, the, the tech side? Is it to uh, expand on particular kind of areas? Uh, I'd love to hear about that. A, a key part is uh, we'll keep adding um, uh, coins and protocols we were at uh, 1,500 at the beginning of the year. We are getting close to 7,000 uh, coins and protocols supported today. So more and more support. We work very close with the likes of the Cardano Foundation, for example. We announced this less than a month ago that we are the first in the world to support their, their currency, ADA. Uh, yeah. So we'll continue to grow in that area. We continue to look and monitor the regulations all over the world and keep adding capabilities. But the most uh, money will go to growing our our commercial efforts. We are in a very uh, unique position to have customers coming to us. We have hundreds of companies essentially lining up to uh, look at our technology, try our technology. Many of them are buying after the demo, after... Uh, having a demo license for a week or two, we yeah. will use most of the money. And we have interest from all over the world. We have customers almost without trying uh, in each time zone. And we'll keep building on that. Did, did I hear that right? 7,000 different kind of cryptocurrencies supported? Is that Correct. right? Correct. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a, a, yeah. a, a, a huge number there. Um, and we um, think this is a this is this is a unique uh, value proposition that we bring to the market. Some of our competitors uh, they say that no one needs that that Bitcoin and ETH is the only ones that they that customers care about, and that's true. Most customers just care about the top two currencies. Some of our competitors they talk about in the future they are going to support all of them. That's that is aspirational. So we have uh, today. 6,800 and something coins that we support today, almost 7,000. Brilliant. And just to finish on, I mean, where, where do you see kind of the, the, the future of this then with, with CoinFirm? Um, you know, is, it, is it that you become, you, know, you your technology is in the various kind of uh, the trading platforms, banking systems, etc. And it, it's, you know, it's a big part of the um, kind of the risk and compliance side. Is that kind of where, where this market is going? Yeah, we think that Naturally, there will be a combination of the tools for for compliance for fiat currencies and for cryptocurrencies. In the end, there are two 
two aspects of the same uh, of, of the same financial system there are on ramps and off ramps between the two and naturally in the future we think all banks all financial institutions anyone who deals with money will need to look at the compliance aspect both for fiat and for crypto we also have uh, and you may have seen that a lot of companies or more companies today are accepting payments in crypto we think that all companies that accept payments in cryptos need a solution like ours because we you want to know and in crypto you have that capability to see and know who is the person who is paying you where is that money coming from if someone pays with visa or mastercard or in cash you don't have the capability in crypto you do so it's a much stronger regulatory position that companies can have if they are in this in this area Merchet, thank you very much for your uh, um, sharing that journey with us. Uh, if you're okay to put yourself on mute, uh, we move finally kind of to, to James uh, back to AI. Um, love your introduction and your kind of uh, I think to yourself as a generalist. You know whether that's kind of called kind of shipping furniture, VC residents, residents. It's a uh, yeah. Uh, quite an eclectic mix but you managed to kind of bring all these together with your kind of uh, freight forwarding um so i mean i wonder if you just kind of share that that that, that initial journey and what you had initially was it the idea was it the mvp uh, what, what did you have at the initial um i suppose kind of seed stage thanks andrew um good question um so at the seed stage we had a handful of customers um we were working with mostly freight forwarders, but a couple of other um, different um, companies within within supply chain um, on the finance side as well as, as kind of the operational freight forwarding side. Um, and that's where we got to at, at our seed. Um, we went, so we we raised a small amount of money at a, at a pre-seed um, level with a, a VC called, um, called Dynamo, um, we're actually a, a Tennessee-based VC of all, okay. of all, of all types of companies. Um, and they are very much supply chain focused. And so um, invested in companies like Sender, Store, and a couple of, a couple of others. And so um, they understood what we were doing. Um, and, so, and so that kind of gave us the initial um, amount of runway. And then um, we raised our seed round from a UK-based seed firm um, called Episode One. Um, who really brought that kind of local um, local expertise, um, the kind of things that we you know, we probably didn't know we needed, um, uh, that kind of familiarity with companies at our stage, um, the best practices that are required from it, and um, and that's that's really why we we went with them, um, and our mix of investors uh, generally matches the the business that we have. Um, we are a pretty global business. A large proportion of our, our customers are in, for instance, are in the U.S., but equally Asia. Um, and we 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 were always looking for investors of that kind of um, kind of matched um, the profile that we were as a company, mm. our customer profiles, but also our ambition and um, and what we're looking to achieve. And um, every single investor we've had at every step, we now have three essentially institutional investors. Um, we've we've chosen on that on the basis of what we were looking for at each stage. Um, yeah. And that's that's kind of informed a lot of that. I'm not sure if that answered your question. Yes, thank you. Uh, Manoj? Uh, thanks, Andrew. James, I think you mentioned that uh, you started with entrepreneurs first. 
Would you mind sharing that 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 very early stage? Because I'm 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 very interested in the very early stages. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess there's no there's no fixed way of, of of starting a company, right? It can really be it can come from anything. Um, for me um, personally, uh, having started um, the, the furniture company, um, it was something I knew I wanted to get back to. Um, and my my problem at the time was, I mean, I'd had I'd had essentially ten years of work experience, um, and what I was looking for as a, as a non technical founder um, is that I was looking for somebody to to really provide that kind of technical expertise, and it's really across the board in terms of what we were as a company. We are we are an AI company after all, um, but also the ability to attract other talent, and um, and I felt like I couldn't do that just by myself, and so. Um, that's where Entrepreneur First really came in handy. I think it's you know a big part of uh, um, their mm. marketing is is a place to kind of find a co-founder. And, and frankly, at, at my stage of, you know, I think w- when you have that kind of that kind of experience, nobody I knew really w- was crazy enough to start a company with me. Um, the, it, it's it's a unique type of profile, and Entrep- Entrepreneur First kind of provided that. So my co-founder, so what? I'm 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 39 now. Uh, my co-founder in the saga, I think, is 26, um, and so we, you know, I don't think I would have met somebody like the saga had it not been through something like Entrepreneur First. And in terms of the experience, I mean, the experience was 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 great. I mean, it was, um, you know, it was a place to, yeah, a, a place where people who were on the same page could meet. Um, and I, I think there are a lot of companies within our cohort that have ended up doing some really great things. Um, and I think it's a testament to that kind of, um, I think people talk about, for instance, the kind of Silicon like the Valley, right? Silicon Valley as being this place where a lot of like-minded people get together to do things. And I feel in some way Entrepreneur First kind of captured some of that. Um, and I think it's a testament to kind of a program and almost, it's not necessarily the structure of a program, but it's almost the, the belief and the ambition that it provides to the people who are part of it, I, th- I think that's almost the secret source. And I, I think, if anything, it's, it's um, I think that kind of system um, where you do provide that, that belief, um, I, th- I th- really think that's, that's the key. Um, and I think um, kind of the UK ecosystem has really benefited from that kind of that, that ambition, that belief, that confidence that has come from companies like Entrepreneur First, that have almost given people the ability, the, the yeah, the license, if you will. Not that we need a license, but it almost gave people the license to try things. Um, and that's um, you know, I, I think a certain type of person applies. So there's some self-selection, but I do think Entrepreneur First is a was a is a large part of that. And um, yeah, so so grateful. Um, for that, that opportunity. Uh, thank you very much, James. Uh, I think we are getting closer to the end. Uh, Andrew, do you want to? No, no, I think, James, thank, thank you much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I look forward to kind of hearing more about kind of what you've looked in the future. Pleasure. Uh, Manoj, I'll just, yeah, with three minutes yeah. the hour, I'll let you uh, start to wrap up. Yeah. So, James, uh, it's good to hear you raise the uh, latest round from Dynamo as well. Uh, I know John Bradford, I go back with John. Uh, quite a long way back. Um, so uh, um, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, it's great to hear these uh, four stories. And, uh, you know, especially, uh, I, 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 I don't think we got a chance to go deep into SoftBank and others, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the time we have is not sufficient, but uh, amazing four stories. So I just want to thank thank you all, uh, Seva, Paul, uh, Mercia. And James, thank you so much for giving an hour of your time. 
um, asking for an hour on Monday is a, is a hard thing. But uh, thank you so much and have a great week. And we're going to wrap up the room now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Thanks, thank you. Goodbye. Thanks, all.